morning, Turks and the Caicos. Welcome to the program Expressions. I'm your host, Robert Hall, and my man R.I.G. at the controls. We're going to bring you a pretty exciting program today, as we try to do each day when we are on Expressions. Uh, you deserve no less. And I'm always grateful for your participation, because that's what really makes the show. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you again for this brand new day. Uh, we pray that you would bless our people in a special way as we chart our way forward through, in some cases, some uncharted seas. Help us that at all occasions we would act, government and others, in the best interests of the country. Help us that we will put selfishness aside and think of the general good of all of us. Bless us today, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome all of my listeners, wherever you are throughout the world, and here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, and I say throughout the world, because we're having increasing numbers of persons listening from abroad. So wherever you happen to be, whether you're members of the diaspora or otherwise, welcome. Like I often say to some of my tourist guests, Though a small group of islands, we are by no means insignificant. And they are amazed as I share with them the role we have played in world history all along and continues today. And so when some of you think of putting down Turks and Caicos Islands, particularly you Turks and Caicos Islanders, you should be proud of this little rock we call home. With that, let me welcome you, whether you're over there in Salki or here in the nation's capital, Grand Turk, down on the Big South or over in the Twin Islands of Middle and North Caicos. How about you good folks over there on Parrot Key and Pine Key, down in Providenciales, where most of the happening is. And, of course, those on Ambergris Keys and West Caicos. Uh, there is a lot happening around our world and here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Let me go on the international scene and then come back home. Several years ago, you would have heard Trump, Trump, Trump. And that is in positive ways. And many of our own local guys were championing him. Oh, he would be good. He's not a typical politician. You're damn right. He was not, is not. You're still hearing Trump, 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 but not in a positive way. Because I cannot see, I cannot understand how any country's leader or any country could have chosen someone with such serious character flaws. I mean, falsifying his tax, allegedly raping women, facing countless court challenges, interfering in the election process, encouraging and staging the January 6th riots. What a man. 
I suppose the only thing that will save him is the fact that he's a former president. Otherwise, he is bound to bust jail wide open. And the thing with some of these politicians, they don't know when to quit. With all those skeletons in his closet that are now being exposed... before his wife, his children, the nation and the world. Yet this man has the audacity to talk about running for president in 2024. And worse yet, you have some gullible political parasites who are still supporting him in a presidential run. Blinding themselves to the reality of the situation. While I don't think Joe Biden should be running, but certainly in a matchup with Trump, he will win hands down like he did the last time around. Neither man is perfect. <coughs> it's like cho choosing the lesser of two evils. But by and large, Joe Biden is doing his best to bring America together while Trump, on the other hand, with some of his sexist and racial comments, are dividing even further an already divided America. At a time when the United States is faced with global challenges, the Russia-Ukraine war, the growing influence of China and the fact that China is now, and this is my term, financially colonizing many countries, even here in the Caribbean. Because of its rapid growth and wealth over the past several years, although that's now on the decline, many look to China to bail them out against a background that the United States, the IMF, and others were either reluctant or came up with too stringent a terms. But what many countries must understand unlike some of the European countries who only colonize and when the things went bad they move out China is buying up and wherever they go like in the Bahamas for instance yes they started off building a stadium <laughs> beware of, of Greeks bearing gifts and then came the major hotel project, project 
several billions of dollars invested. But that came with a price. Several thousand Chinese are there to run and maintain that property. But because of their foothold now, it is said that Chinese are buying up almost everything they can put hand on in Nassau and running some of the local people out of business. Mayor Motley in Barbados, who is undoubtedly one of the more outstanding leaders in the Caribbean and may I say perhaps the world, Though that is so, I think she is being a little bit mamagized by the Chinese. And as she seeks to have them bail her out, I dare say the Chinese, while bailing out the Bayesian boat, so to speak, will be taking over the boat. Many of us here in the Turks and Caicos Islands would welcome the Chinese involvement. But I say we have to be very, very cautious about that. To begin with, when it's mega projects, because of the way finances are arranged, through Chinese government control banks and institution, more often than not, they deal with governments as opposed to private individuals. And those private individuals who are able to get a good deal going, I raise my hat to you. But again, beware. Beware. I alluded to the growing influence of China. And I'm not talking just about flexing their financial might, but they are also flexing their military might. And that association with China, Russia, and South Africa must be a bit worrying to the West. It must be. And in particular, the recent exercises in and around Taiwan. Now, mind you, Taiwan is entirely a different situation from Ukraine. There are indeed similarities but a big difference. Those who live on, and it's of course several islands, when we speak of Taiwan, we're not talking about any one island, several, far more than you have here in the Turks and Caicos. Having lost the battle the pro-democracy faction, so to speak, went to the island, islands of Taiwan, while the communists maintained control of mainland China.
But President Xi is fully intent, one way or another, to bring Taiwan back into the fold. Of course, they have gotten Hong Kong back into the fold, though again yet a different scenario. And so the America has various military assets in and around Taiwan. And one could only hope and pray that there would not be a major escalation in what's going on there. There is enough trouble in the world. And while the United States and NATO are more united than ever, to face the problem that they're having with Russia in Ukraine, both in terms of supplying military hardware, but also the billions of dollars that have gone into this <coughs> without any end in sight, must be a drain on the economies of NATO countries and the United States. But it is a battle that they cannot back down on. Because if Russia should succeed in achieving its goal there, then you know it emboldened the Chinese. And that could spell doom for many in the West and for the democracy moving a uh, movement now let me go to the home front the past several days if not weeks we have been engaged in debating the transition of the tourist board to dmmo Government has had various press conferences. Government spokesmen like Kino Tynes did a brilliant job here on expressions, explaining certain aspects of it. And Drexel Seymour, whom I raise my hat to, has done a brilliant job in explaining it likewise. I listened to his show, Financially Speaking, and of course I am convinced that he is a sincere man whose interest is purely the country, the country. While there will continue to be speculation and uh, debate, I am content that the matter has been properly ventilated. The recent press conference with the Premier and the Minister of Tourism, I dare say the Minister herself, 
did a great job in explaining. Of course, there are others who say, oh, well, she was hiding under the coattail of the premier. But let me say this. It was the brainchild of the premier. No one can interpret your dream better than you. <clears throat> no one can articulate it better than you. So I can understand, indeed, that he was or ought to have been the one in the fore on that matter, notwithstanding the fact that Honorable Josephine Connolly is the Minister of Tourism. I listened to the press conference. There are a number of questions and some great answers given. And I'm happy to see the various stakeholders who are involved in the tourism sector are involved. Now, at any one given time, you cannot have all. And so I hope in due course there'll be a sort of rotation system. But like I said to former Speaker Glenn Clark in First Caribbean, and I got some points I got to make, some things I got to make on CIBC First Caribbean in a little bit, I view the transition of the Tourist Board to Destination Marketing Management Organization, DMMO, it goes back to the days when my late father started out. His father, having died when he was quite young, he started out with small dinghy boats from which you could just fish around the islands and the shallow banks. Yes, that served its purpose. But then later on, he upgraded it to a large sailing vessel where he was able to trade between these islands and Haiti and between these islands and the Bahamas. But it doesn't stop there. Change is constant. But then later on, he upgraded to a motor vessel, and I'm sure many of you remember TC Connection. And indeed it did, because I can remember all the many trips they took taking stuff from Timco to Salki to South Caicos, going to Haiti, bringing back diesel for government, bringing back cement and all sorts of things. So in a similar way, the Tourist Board served its function at that given time and it did a fairly good job. But that model has now become outdated and now we're moving on to something else. There was a time when people were just crazy about Mercedes-Benz, but many are upgrading to higher models now. Change 
is constant. So what I suggest to the public is this. That's a done deal. In fact, they're having a function at the Shore Club tonight. The launching of it. So rather than bickering and bickering about what the ink has already dried on, let's wait and see how it functions, whether it will deliver the cookies, the millions of dollars that the premier projected, or whether it will put egg on their faces. And as such, they can win or lose the next election <coughs> riding on its success. To be consistent, let me repeat. I do support the transition. I was indeed concerned about the employment of the many persons who were engaged. A number of positions are now being advertised. You see, there's a clean break from the former entity, and you're starting all over again. Now, hopefully, like the song, starting all over again is going to be rough. Let's hope that's not, that's not the case for many of you. And I'm sure that many of you who are interested will apply, and like Drex will say, don't say you're not going to apply because you're not going to get it. You never know. Prove them wrong or prove them right, as the case might be. Make your application. And like I said, and I remain that way, while I support the new model, I just don't like the idea of the persons who are in front, so to speak. Yes, we have an interim director in Mr. Swan, a local but the top two positions for the next two years, they're faces of persons from elsewhere. I'm not happy with that and can and will not be, be happy, no matter what is said. But at the same token, that being done, let me hope that all effort will be made in the next two years while those contracts are going on that we will find the Turks and Caicos Islanders to fill those two $100,000 position. And of course, I don't know where I will be, or if the good Lord will let me see that time, I would want to ensure that the Turks and Caicos Islanders get the same salary or more. So much for destination marketing managing management organization. That is a done deal. Today we are featuring smooth tea. And while we're talking about destination marketing and how buoyant the tourism sector is, and I see that every time I go to Provo, the number of flights on the airport on the runway, rather, and so on. Oh, let's play one of uh, Smooth T's song, because they keep 
coming down. Come down to my islands. There's still room for you. Lord of mercy, why? Oh, Lord, hear what me say. stuffing myself a little bit that time. Yes, it's certainly a lovely song by one of our outstanding artists, Come Down. 
You see, you've got to spend some time with Mother Nature here in Turks and Caicos. Check out the sunset. It is something I do quite often. In fact, many evenings. One might wonder why I'm there. But I find it so soothing, relaxing, romantic, even when I'm alone. Just by the old pair front street. Listening to the waves as they lap the shore watching the beautiful golden sunset as the sun apparently dives below the sea. And note I say apparently, because that is not so for you students. It's because the world is round, not flat like some thought. Otherwise, you would not see it apparently go down beneath the water. You just see it in the distance, and it fade, fade, fade. But because the earth is round. And so we have so much to be thankful, to be proud of. Our white sandy beaches, in many instances, are incomparable. No wonder the Grace Bay Beach has won the world's number one beach ever so often. But if I take you around the islands a little bit, and some of you should pass by Great Sand Key. <laughs> what nature has done there, man, ideal picnic spot. Believe you me. Or go over to Salt Key and its northern beach, only similar to Middle Caicos, in that the vegetation line is high up with a sort of a almost steep decline to the water. And so I would suggest anyone calling, please call me after the show. And uh, like I was saying, Solki does have some very, very beautiful beaches. I have had quite a bit of fun there. I remembered, and I'm always thankful uh, to the hospitality, Leo Selva's parents, um, the late Kingsley Bain's parents, Pat and her husband, and so many others. I enjoyed Salki. Here in Grand Turk, we are blessed with some lovely beaches, and two in particular, Governor's Beach, so-called because the governor's residence is adjacent to it, not because it belonged to any governor. So if I was fortunate to have my residence there, it could have been Robert Hall Beach. But don't worry about that. I got my beach, my beach in Middle Gagos. All right. But Grand Turk, like I said, is blessed. And even right on Front Street, 
by the sandbar. That's lovely. But then Pillory Beach, that's a beauty to behold. But you know, our people do not make much use of it. When it's not the tourists, I see Dominicans making more use of it than Turks and Caicos Islanders. I even wonder, with all this water around us, how many of us can swim? Well, I don't have to ask, answer that question because all of you all should know I was a Kong diver. Oh, yeah. I'm not like some who only stay in the boat and fish with line and things like that. People like Mr. Curtis Simmons and people like Jason Francis and them stay in the boat and throw a line overboard. I could do that too. That's easy. But I used to go down and get what I want. Now, some of you may say I can't do it still. Yes, I could go down. I can't go down as far as I used to go because I'm a little scared now. If I go down too far, I mightn't come back up. <laughs> but I still could manage. And somebody poked me the other day about that rock I got in Middle Caicos where I always find my six lobster in my place where I got my conch. But I had to tell him, the season is closed. And so although Middle Caicos is like off the beaten track, I have to be a law-abiding citizen. So I will not go and harvest any lobster between now and 1st of August. As much as I love my baked lobster and cheese. Prepared by, of course, my own chef, Robert Stevenson Hall. <laughs> I know somebody's listening right now and say, Here he goes again, here he goes again, full of himself. <laughs> well, if I'm not full of me, who I can be full of? I could be full of other people in my heart. <laughs> In my mind, uh, there you go. But if I were to continue, of course, down in South Caicos, uh, the beach on the eastern shoreline is quite good, except because it's open to the wind. Uh, there is quite a bit of um, seagrass that comes in. Well, Actually, the sargassum seaweed, that's a plague all around right now. But when you're going down Sail Rock and all of there's some lovely beaches there. There's no doubt about it. And while in the sound, you might not regard that as a, a nice beach, but certainly the water there, it is, it is fantastic. And I've had some good, good times there likewise. Or East Caicos, oh my. I think of that almost, when I go there, I, felt, I feel almost like Adam. Only thing, I don't always have Eve with me. But that would have been nice. Because there is nothing except donkeys and flamingos and birds and lizards and iguanas. Broken down buildings of the old days of plantation. Rail tracks. Going back to the days of sisal and guano harvesting, what have you. 
<coughs> but of course, from Jacksonville going up, that's on the eastern side now, there are some lovely, lovely beaches. And I will tell you, the coral heads and the marine life, oh, it's so lovely. <coughs> there are some of those shallow creeks where there is an abundance of turtles, different kinds. When I was young, I enjoyed with my brothers, particularly Branford and Gordo, who was good at jumping turtles as we used to do then. You chase them in a motorboat, and when they're about to come up to get here, you jump over and grab them. And those big, sometimes hundred and odd pound green turtle. Of course, that's something I wouldn't do, not just because I cannot do it, but I no longer enjoy eating turtles, and I don't want to kill them either. I rather see them swimming in our waters. And I know that has been part of the, shall I say, the culture for many, and the myths that go along with that. Because I have a cousin in North Caicos, Planton. Oh, boy, he loved to make his turtle soup. Good morning, Planton. <laughs> I haven't seen or heard you in a mighty long time. I mean, of course, I'm not condemning your menus, any of you who do sell it. It is still legal, but I do not enjoy it. In fact, uh, my children, from when they're small, caused me to change mine because whenever I killed a turtle, they would cry. And that put some feelings on me, and I changed my approach. So I wouldn't kill them, and I don't bother to eat them either. Different varieties there. I've seen the hawk's bill. I've seen le leatherback, green turtle. You name them. And as for sharks, an abundance of them, all kinds. And the bonefish, oh my, when you see them moving through those waters in the creek, you think it's a swell uh, coming your way. What a beautiful sight as they meander through those mangroves. We've got a lot. Man, listen, let me tell you something. Like I've been promising Worrell and some of these boys are going to take you on a trip, Middle Caicos, hopefully before the end of the year. You'll be amazed at the abundance of marine life. Then I could take you to one shoal just off Big Landon. We are bound to see like two dozen fierce-looking barracudas. And then all I got to go down and shoot one grouper. And then after that, you're going to see half a dozen sharks all around. And as for other fish grunts, man, I take you to show you, you see five, six hundred grunts just feeding. Oh, yeah. We've got so much, man. And, of course, up what they call Wild Cow Run, that's a very nice stretch of beach there. But as you go down further to Bambara, that's a lovely stretch. And, of course, Mujan Harbor, nature has carved that out for us, and it's incomparable. Good morning, Holton Williams. How are you? And staff down there at that Mujan Harbor restaurant, I'm sure, cooking up some 
great menus. Good morning, Gwenny. Uh, Flamingo Restaurant down there in Whitby. Take it easy, baby. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Good things come. All right? And to the many others of you, Miss B and others in the catering business doing well. I haven't seen Clara Gardner for some time, but let's hope all is going well there at the Aquatic Restaurant. And my Ds, uh, they are constantly doing big things, man. Good morning to to all of you. North Caicos is getting ready to bust loose. Yes. And North Caicos does have some lovely beaches likewise. Horse Stable Beach, Pelican Beach, down there by Three Marys, you name it. You see, I know almost every rock in these Turks and Caicos, you know. Yeah, man. And then Pirate Key is indeed lovely. And then Sandy Point, nice little stretch of beach. And then as you go over to Dallas Key, Beaches there ain't as hot as Pine Key, but oh, Pine Key. Those beaches, they got to be rated among the top in the world. And that's one of the few islands where you have freshwater lake. And you still have pine trees there. And then... Nature has joined it up to Water Key. Before, I used to sail my boat between Water Key and Pine Key. Now it's one landmass. Beautiful stretch of beach. And then if you go over to Providencialis. Wow. Stunning. From Leeward straight down, that 12-mile stretch of beach, oh, so lovely. That's why I can see they got to keep coming down and down. And the other islands and keys, they have their beauty spots. But, you know, to add to all of it, apart from the facilities, it is our lovely people People to people, how people treat people, that's what makes a lot of difference. And make our people want to stay here and make visitors want to come back. Well, I have said many times, and I'll repeat that, I ain't going to leave this rock for love nor money. Yes, a short vacation somewhere, no problem with that. But like my late dad used to say, the few evenings I have left, I'm going to spend it right here, as the people like to say. Anyway, I'm going to ask my technical operator to pull up one more of Smooth T's popular songs. Sometimes I have to pause because I get, I get twist up, uh, mixed up with Smooth Tea and Sweet Tea's. <laughs> Good morning to you, sweet tea. Still frying up some real good chicken down there. Let's hope business is good. All right? Yes. 
this smooth tea is really one of our more talented artists. I am of the view that if this guy could have hired a good, good manager, he could go places. I'm not saying he's in going places now, but he could go places. Some of his songs could be on the charts, high up. Some might be there now, but I'm talking about going up, just like how we talk about Turks Island number one. He has the potential to reach the number one spot also. So I believe R.I.G. has got his finger on it. Let's go, R.I.G. Let it rip on this Friday. Let those folks at the offices, a good morning to all of you in government offices, behave yourself. Don't dance on the job, all right? Have a great day. You hold the keys to my heart, oh God. Hey, mommy, make I tell you something? You were sent from God just for me. I love the way how you looking, how you cook, how you cooking, girl. I love the way how you loving me, just you and me. Through the rough by my side, say I just can't deny. You're the one, you're the one for me, baby. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord. Say what a beautiful lady. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord. What a beautiful lady. Oh, yeah. Hey, mommy, make I show you something. Take my hand, baby. show you something you are all i see i can't stop loving you baby hold me sweet sweet darling baby dance with me can't imagine a life so perfect look the chemistry all my life i searching for you did you look for me
Jesus said a smooth tea, saying that this lady has the key to his heart, eh? I had given a lady the key to my heart. She died with it. It took me a long time. I couldn't really find another key like that one. <laughs> and I tried giving it away a couple times. I guess somebody must be having it even now. <laughs> Let's see what she does with it. <laughs> All right, today is Friday, right? And let's see the text start coming through. Good morning, Miss Stiles, up there in New Jersey. If ever there is a faithful listener, like many of my older listeners here in Turks and Caicos, she certainly is one. And she says, good morning, honey. Enjoy your happy, smiling Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And she says, TCI, my home, sweet home, especially Grand Turk and South Caicos. And she spoke about the beautiful sunrise, especially from Breezy Bray. And she says, I always en enjoy whenever I am home. <laughs> I see the other comments anyway. All right. Listen, it's all good, man. We've got to, you know, cheer up each other, make each other uh, feel happy. Of course, you are responsible for your own happiness more than anything else. But uh, even though you may say you don't care what people say, trust me, I know you do care. And a kind word makes a whole lot of difference, believe you me. I had a beautiful conversation with one of my nieces, Claire, uh, just this morning. I haven't spoken with a long while, and what a beautiful conversation. I suppose that's why I must be on a permanent high all day, and hopefully no other individual will intrude and try to change uh, that high that I'm on. And when I'm talking about high, I'm not talking about hailing any substance or drinking anything like that. I'm talking about that natural high. You see, life is beautiful in many, many ways. Some of you just look on the ugly side of life and you complain and talk, hey man, wake up, wake up. You get what I'm saying? You are responsible for you. Yes, governments are there to do certain things, but you can't blame it all on government or the next door neighbor or your mom or your dad. Whatever may have happened, it's for you to make good of whatever the circumstances are that come your way. I have had lots thrown in front of me, but I thank God I have survived the odds. And today I'm a, a happy man. I'm happy. There always will be a couple of those, you know, with a little knife in your back if they could. But you know how I look at it? Flies continue to irritate the rear of an elephant, but the elephant keeps on moving. So those who try to irritate me, I view them as nothing but flies on the posterior of an elephant. But I'm going to look on the brightest side of life, and the day may come when those same persons might need a word of encouragement or assistance one way or another. 
and I'll be there to give the same. Because the good Lord says we must be forgiving to one another. I'll forgive, but I won't forget. All right, now then, let me move on to what will be the main subject for discussion. You would recall I had promised to do a straw poll on whether the Turks and Caicos citizens would want to pursue political independence in the near future. But at least two of my well-informed listeners made certain suggestions that I've taken on board. And perhaps before I do that, I should have a segment that deals with the prerequisites for political independence. In other words, what you need to do before. And, you know, talk a little bit more about the pros and cons before the moot is put, so to speak. And I guess I will do that. But what I will, in the broader context, pose the question to you, whether, or rather, whether to Turks and Caicos. Against the background that there are certain things in this country that is irreversible. We can look at them, we can talk about it, we could frown on it, but it is irreversible. And I am talking about the fact that we are outnumbered two to one, we Turks and Caicos Islanders. And when I say it's irreversible, Turks and Caicos Islanders themselves are not going to be having much children. I did what I could and what I had. Can't do no more now. In fact, it don't make sense for me to try to do no more, not at this stage. And like I tell somebody the other day, I got hell to get out of my own way. Come see me running behind a little one or two-year-old boy. Or girl, for that matter. Nah. Not at all. So anybody want child, you got to look that somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not making fun, but that's the reality. I'm not vain like some of these 70-year-old men want children just to say, well, I got a young girl or a young child. No, young girl, all right, but not a young child. No, I want none. And you see, sometimes even the women, them, they don't understand. When you take that position, that's good for them too because although sometimes the young go before the old, but then when the old man die, you're grieving over the death of the old man, but then you're grieving how you can maintain the little one that's left behind. That's not cool, man. Mm -mm. And I would find that almost irresponsible to do that. But anyway, that's just a little word out there because there are many in that situation, believe you me. But... Of course, it's entirely up to you to handle it the way you see fit. And so as I dive into this next subject, 
whither to Turks and Caicos Islands, against the background of the multiplicity of nationalities that exist here, the different groups, I am of the view that there is need now for us to assimilate, to come together as a more cohesive force. The threads in this whole fiber, some may be brown, some may be black, some may be yellow, but I guess we can weave a very colorful and nice piece of rope and build a strong nation if we come together to do it. To simply look at it in alarm, it's not going to go away, and it is irreversible. I'm going to ask my technical operator to pull up one of Jimmy Cliff's song for me, Many Rivers to Cross. Because trust me, whether it is for political independence or whatever the area, we do have many rivers to cross. Many rivers to cross to get away from ignorance that is spread all the time. Many rivers to cross to get away from divisiveness and all the gossip and attacking of people's character a whole lot. Many rivers to cross. me alive. 
Yes, many rivers to cross. I have crossed many rivers in my life, and I still have some rivers to cross, I guess. But I will continue to travel on. You know, every time I hear this song, it always reminds me of uh, the New England poet Robert Frost. I've got many miles to sleep before, many miles to go before I sleep. Many miles to go before I sleep. And by the grace of God, I will cover those miles. I will cross those rivers. You've got your rivers in your life to cross. Your rivers may be different from some others. Your rivers might be deeper. They may have more currents and torrents and what have you. But nevertheless, you cannot put your hands in the air. Otherwise, all you will do is go down. You've got to keep on going. And one day you will hit the banks of the river and you will meet your final destination. God grant you, uh, you know, the strength, the courage to keep pushing on. I know for some of you, life isn't easy at all. It isn't. But you cannot give up. You've got to keep on trying. And so for those of you, like I have a friend who has had some serious problems with addiction, and I'm so happy to see that he has made a change around. He's on a J-O-B and handling himself. Never go back to where you were. You value too much, as I have been telling you, long time, even before the change, and encourage you to change, and encourage you during the change. And now that you have, I'm going to encourage you to keep on. And you cannot go back where you were. All right? God bless you. And all others who are in that same position. If that's all I can do through this show, to motivate, to encourage persons to be their best selves, then yes, I will. Alcohol does not solve the problems. And mind you, in the past, I drank quite a bit. It was not because of any problem. It was just my own will. And there were those times on a weekend I would say, oh, listen, I'll, boy, on this weekend I'm going out and I'm going to have a ball. I'm going to get, I hate to use the word drunk, <laughs> even though this is a Bahamian song, Drunk Again. But as my daughters begin to grow, I said, you know, I'm going to change that. And you know, one of the things that made me change, uh, and of course, perception that people have. Boy, once they have formed that perception, it is hard as hell, if ever, for you to change it. Now, I used to think that when I drink, I'm like the life of the party. Because, you see, I have a kind of serious face and people think I'm dull or boring. But at least maybe I was just fooling myself and thought, well, when I have a few drinks, then I'm lively and so on and so on. But anyway, that was a time when we used to have a lot of office parties. Now imagine, I wasn't at this party. But somebody asks a young lady, Robert was at that party. You know what her response was? Yes. And he was there drunk as usual. <laughs> that was a dagger, like a dagger to my heart. I said, that's the perception you have when I thought I was just being fun, being the life of a party. 
And so I said, you know what? I don't really need alcohol. And I quit fried turkey just like that. I don't need it. And, you know, it's not about pleasing people, pleasing yourself. And I know I've gone well over 12 years. I, I stopped listing it because it's so behind me. You know, uh, there it is. And so what I'm saying, some of you do engage for whatever reason. That's up to you. If you can handle it in moderation, fine. But you see, never let it take charge of you. You see, fire is a good servant, as they say. But don't let fire be the master, because that's a different time. Let me check my text. And this lovely lady who constantly follows expression, constantly contribute to expressions, I want to thank you so much, dear. And she says, good morning, Honorable Hall. We all know that we are known for not keeping our word. Those two people in the top position for the next two years, talking about the uh, DMO, MO, I'm not sure I heard six to ten months for the interim during the premier speech will turn into five or ten years, and then they're going to apply for PRC. It is sad to say, but we too stupid, and from other nationalities' eyes, we stupid badly. I don't like this move by our Premier because I don't see it beneficial for our people, but for a select few. On another note, I saw where East Caicos on the open market for sale. How much of our land are we going to continue to sell when there is little land left for our people? Let me deal with the last part of your statement first, East Caicos. My dear, I'm not saying you're ignorant to the facts. But just to enlighten you perhaps a little bit more, the, the answer for this goes back to history. East Caicos is undeveloped, and many would think that is all crown land. I'm sorry to tell you, that is not true. Bermudans and others who may no longer live in Bermuda have large tracts of land going back to the days, like I said, when people lived and worked there, there was a striving uh, sisal cotton industry. They mined guano from the caves. Guano is bad dung that was exported, particularly to Jamaica, as a strong, potent form of uh, fertilizer, what have you. And so they had, sorry, maintained large acreages of land there. And, of course... A government is not in a position and may be ill-advised if they try to tell private individuals what to do with their land. Okay, so that's that part of it. And um, I will not add anything to your second paragraph except to say it is true that many foreign foreigners do look at us as, as being stupid. With regards to the move, I have already said what I said with regards to the transition. Of course, I don't expect to see these people in this country three or four years down the line. And it is up to us, the electorate, members of the public, to keep our government's feet to the fire that they may live up 
to their words. All right? So that's that. Let me move on to yet another text. And this person, somewhat philosophical, says, there is a difference between independence and being selfish. There is a difference between self-love and being selfish. There is a difference between being selfless. My point is, the TCI is not ready for independence for one main reason. The fundamental principles of every individual of a society seeking independence for their country in 2023 are not currently in the hearts of Turks and Caicos Islanders. We are self-seeking, impatient, self-indulgent, and mostly selfish. Not to degrade anyone, but it's important that these individuals check their hearts, not just for the expats with white skin and money to spend, but everyone. The main reason why Canada wants us is the same reason we can't have independence yet. That is, the TCI is a young, attractive lady with daddy issues and an estranged relationship with her mother, uneducated and very easily swindled. We, the people of this country, are her vital organs. But the majority of the time, if you do not check inward, any problems will come forward, and by then it is too late. Pretty interesting. If I were to take a teachable moment, my brother or sister, I'm not sure who it's coming from, you certainly made use of several metaphors, similes, uh, and other figures of speech. Interesting comment. I will not add or subtract. But thank you very much for your contribution. Before or as we dive into the next subject, whether, uh, whether to Turks and Caicos Island, I invite you to make whatever comments you are. One of our great teachers and principal, um, and it amazes me for the busy schedule she has, how she seemed to keep in tune with expressions. I love this. And she says, love the metaphors. Uh, I wouldn't want to put myself in your league, but forgive me if I say <laughs> great minds think alike. <laughs> All right, uh, that's beautiful. You know, I still, in my own way, I have a way with words. And I, I love when I see people, uh, you know, play with words. Sometimes a little punning here and there. Uh, what have you, all right? Uh, Sometimes a little bit of exaggeration and all, and all that sort of thing. Okay, uh, that's great. Now, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 22 We have been going for about an hour and 15 minutes. So I want to pause to give you an opportunity to call in. If there's any matter that you want to discuss, um, please feel free to do so. While making up your mind on your call, I spent roughly a half an hour in First Caribbean here in Grand Turk this morning. Almost ended up being late for expressions. 
And I told them loudly in that bank, if you see me be late for expressions, I going to talk that. I going to say that. But I, ain't, I wasn't late as I tried not to be late. I'm a man who believe in punctuality. Like I always say, I don't like people waiting on me and I don't like people keep me waiting on them. And this is up my train, my children. I ain't tell you they punctual, but anyway. Okay. Now I was about the fourth person in that bank when it opened. All right? And because they have one teller on duty, it took me half an hour. And they were, and as I was the fourth person, and they were about five, six behind me, so you could imagine how long they are going to take. Now, I don't like to be rude or offensive to anybody, but the other day I had to pull my rank, I had to use my seniority. Because the truth is, in the bank, they should have a senior line. Some of us got held to stand up long. Some of us got, got held to hold water long. <laughs> and I doubt they got bathrooms, because they might think, well, you go in the bathroom to put on a mask or do something. And so, you know, senior citizens, man, should uh, have a special line. So I go in there, there may be about 10 persons. I hurry in to go by my business. They got this one teller. Now, I made it known. I said, now, when the next teller come out of the, uh, well, two that day, that part I going in. Some of them almost dare me, and I hear a little mumbling there and there. I say, hey, no disrespect to you all. Any disrespect in me to this bank. So as soon as that person come out, I gone in there. I went in, yes, and get myself, and I come out. A lovely lady. I know she was upset. She said, you disrespect us. I said, baby doll, no disrespect intended to you. It's to the bank and their rotten system. Yes, you know what I mean. But First Caribbean got to do better. I have been trying to call Scotia Bank. I, I, I wonder if I got to find a ticket to go down there and go in that bank and demand to see. Uh, let me deal with Scotia for Scotia Bank manager. Could somebody tell that manager, call me? Or could somebody give me that Scotia Bank manager number? Or should I go straight to the headquarters? Because they are offering sloppy to almost no service here in Grand Turk. I spoke about the difficulties of person getting their bank cards. Have to pay that hundred and. 70 or whatever dollars, depending on when you book your flight, to go to Provo. Then, of course, you either rent a car or you can pay a taxi or whatever. That is unfair. It is also wrong. And then there are people whose finances are at risk because they can't make their deposits when the machine constantly is uh, broken down. I need to have a discussion with Scotia manager, and I'm going to find a way. I, 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 I got the number through international operator, but I, they keep telling me, oh, you want this one, touch one. You want the next one, touch two. You want the next one, touch three. You want the next one, touch four. And round and round and round like musical chairs. And right back to the where you started. You know, hard as hell. But I... I'm a persistent man. Trust me. If it once you don't succeed, what do you do? 
try and try and try at last you can succeed and Robert Hall can succeed and I gonna let them hear not Robert Hall because I ain't gonna squish your account I got one account down at First Caribbean alright and I can let them know what the people in Grand Turkey experience I can't speak for the other areas alright but I can speak for up here I believe based on what people say to me all the time alright but now back to First Caribbean, because I got to speak with our manager too. Could you believe right here in Grand Turk now, since the retirement of Miss Wilson as manager, they wouldn't even, they're so damn cheap, wouldn't even appoint an acting manager here in Grand Turk. Now you have a young lady who knows the business, who basically in many ways running the show, but because they're too damn cheap, don't want to pay her that, they haven't appointed anyone as acting manager. Every now and again, I see one face from Provo come up. I mean, I ain't got nothing wrong with no, uh, against no face in Provo or whatever, and they are polite and nice. Of course, well, most of them tend to be nice to me anyhow. You know, of course, I hope they'll be nice to all of you. But it's not so much about niceness. It's about efficiency. It's about providing a better service to clients. The banks ain't losing no money. Now, could you imagine? You know, I wonder sometimes how Robert Hall is know these things. I got my way to find out. They had nine members of staff. They don't cut it down to five. So when you see me raising hell, you know, I'm talking about these five staff members you have in the bank. I talking about the system. I talking about management. I warn this manager. Management, rather. Because this one got lack of management. If you want me to fill that bank with 200 people, and I talk about 200 to open accounts, you know, to sit down in there until you do better. Robert Hall could do it. I had to tell you the other day, when you know, I had my money in Provo sitting down for six doggone days and he ain't posted. That after going there three times, if I come back at a given date and it ain't my account, I was going to sleep in that bank and you know, call policemen to take me out. And of course, when you call police, I call the press. Because of slackness. Now, of course, when I went back, my money was on my account. Now, the little man in the street, I ain't saying no big man, but the little man in the street would just shake his head in disgust and go home. It ain't right. Definitely ain't right. First Caribbean need to shake up, and somebody close to the management down there needs to tell them that action will be taken if they don't straighten up and fly right. I go open the phone line because sometimes I plead the cause of the community, but then the community don't back their own cause. So it sounds like, oh, Robert Hall just want recognition. I don't need no damn recognition. I had enough in the past. And I'm still recognized to a great extent internationally. Put that in a pipe and smoke it. All right? So I ain't looking for nothing. 
but I'm playing the people's cause. Right, Foggy? You know me well. All right. The number to call is 1-900-2222-007. You may text me at 244-7332. This is part of your issue. Call in and let your voices be heard. I don't mind if they look at me as a bad boy or whatever it is, or bad man, whatever you want, but it's important, in my view, that they hear how some of you who are cardholders, some of you are account holders, both banks, you know what's happening there. All right? I don't do my bit, mind you. That's up to you all. Well, I ain't see no texts. I hear no calls. So I so move on. Although we have a caller. Good morning, caller. You're the first for the morning. How are you? Hello? I don't know what is happening, but I'm not hearing you, caller. Good morning, Mr. Hall. Good morning. Okay, good. All right. I, I'm, I'm listening to you, and uh, so I want to make two points to you this morning. You, you are Robert Hall, but you also are a church and kick You also have children, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm being a God, but somewhere along the way, they want to breed children and bring grandchildren. And somewhere along the way, you've got great-grandchildren or so. I have two grandsons right now, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, good. That's right. So what I'm saying to you, Mr. Hall, when, 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 you, when, when, you, when you say things that, that are constructive, so that are representative of the communities of the Dicks and the Islam, so you shouldn't worry about people, what they think, Mr. Hall, because those same people that are little bad much in the soul, those things that you say, you might be in the grave. I, 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 I don't know. You might be silly too. Those things that you say that the other text in the case of the state, represent all the wrong things that need to be corrected in our society. That's all. Somewhere along the way, it's it, it going to represent you. I have a grandchildren and our great grandchildren. That's all. So be assured, Ms. Hall, when you say these things, you, you might always get a response, but there are people who are listening and totally agree with what you say, Ms. Hall. So you are a Texan Kedivana senior citizen, and you, you've been in, been in and out of government just about all your life. So you know the in and out of government better than many, many of us, many of us who listen on a daily basis. And you're speaking from experience, Ms. Hall. Not just this administration, Mr. Hall. Any administration, past and present, Mr. Hall. When they fall down on the faces, Mr. Hall, you need to call them out. Call them out and let them know they're not doing those things that are representative of the communities that they serve. That's what they're there for. It's not, Parliament doesn't belong to any leader, 
parliament belongs to the people of the Texas and Islands. They've got the good of sitting for a period of time in governing our country, and we expect for them to make decisions that are beneficial to us as a people. You don't have to make decisions up for you and the few, and the few. You didn't make decisions that when you go on in the grave, when we go on in the grave, our children and our grandchildren will benefit from them. So, next point. You said, I asked you, from, I think it was Lennox Day, I think it was Lennox Day, and you was talking about independence, general rights of independence. You asked me from my perspective, I don't think it's because of the rights of independence. I'll start first from the external security. So there are so many things we need to set in place. Need to set in place. Any leader, whether it be PNP, whether it be PDM, whether it be people Democratic Alliance, if they would have come to the people in reference of independence, they must have things in place. Because independence is not a play game. When you make the decision, and you take that union like down and your hoist, the takes and kicks flag, and then you, the decisions that you make comes from the leader, leaders. That person who are the leader at that present time. And that leader must have a vision to know from the medical field, from the legal field. Whatever field, there are things they don't set in place. Mr. Kennedy, can I challenge a point you made? And and this is not a matter of disagreement, but it's a matter for further consideration. You spoke about not being able to protect our borders. Yes, that's an important element. Uh, A country must have defined borders, and we're possible to be able to defend it. But the Bahamas is faced with the same problem with illegal immigrants like us. Last year, they sent out about 4,600. And the way things are going, just like here in Turks and Caicos, this year will be more. Uh, the United States, with all the assets that they have, these illegal Haitians, uh, uh, Mexicans, whatever, breached their borders. Uh, and, and so the question is then um, uh, whether that is necessarily a deterrent for us going independent because we have this influx of illegal immigrants. Well, it's an important part, Mr. Wall. I, I will take you back to one thing. The, ba- the Bahamas, the Bahamas had their own security. They had much of that. The Bahamas don't need one to go protect the waters. They have the facilities to do the things themselves. And they, they don't only have a little folks. They, they come to our rescue from time to time. I've got to remind you about that. That's all. So I live in the Bahamas for 28 years, and they, they're much advanced in protecting from an external point, protecting the waters. They don't have to call living for our home. But that's what I'm saying now. Before you, t- you talk about going to get independence, that's all. Those things must be in place. Because we can't call on Cuba. We can't call on the Bahamas. We could call. But they're not necessarily have the answer. So you must have, that's the part of your mission as a leader, to get those things in place, Mr. Hall. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you much. All right. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 
or you may text me at 244-7332. Perhaps we can broaden the uh, discussion in terms of uh, whether to Turks and Caicos Islands, what are some of the things we need to do in preparation for the time when we decide to take that major step to political independence? And I would rather you, the public, to tell me what are those steps you think. I have a fair idea of what ought to be done. Uh, Caller, go right ahead. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know, I, 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 I could have guessed that was you, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great topic. And, ro- and, royally, right. and royally far behind. <laughs> I, I, uh, Mr. Kennedy, I, I would say to Mr. Kennedy that I, too, um, I was born here, but I grew up in the Bahamas as a kid. And I watched the transition to independence. When they first started out there, their defense force was really tiny. And it grew in time. I think that it's important for us to uh, set up a defense force and put the, give the opportunity for the minister or the government to be in charge of external security, even as it is now. But may I interrupt? Uh, may I interrupt and ask you? Didn't your goodly Governor Dakin left a defense force in its embryonic stage for you? No. No. <laughs> this, um, my answer, my answer, there was no boats. Then the, the, embryonic, the embryonic stage got a first start <laughs> with a boat and, a, and some kind of surveillance aircraft. Manpower will then come. The governor... And his uh, wisdom, he started off with the cadets, right? No. Or, or, or he, advanced, he advanced the cadets, all right? Because if you look at those folks, they don't have no boat, all right? They don't even have no vehicle, all right? So they can't, no, no, I can't give them that credit, all right? You understand um, what, what they call themselves now? What, what, what is it? Uh, Turks and Caicos, it's not cadets, it's the cadets, yeah. But in turn, like I say, it's not it's not so, Mr. Hall. Okay. Also, I say we have to advance and getting some boats and surveillance and put if he want anyone wants to advance that, put the minister or the local official as deputy if you're gonna make an head of our external security. Okay. We also have to reestablish our bank, our Turks and Caicos bank. Okay. Um, the British could help finance that if they want to do something. All right. Okay. And again, um, we have to put some more protectionism in, um, and the sale of land. I don't think that we should, I think we should put a freeze on sale of, uh, crown land or land on the whole, um, to foreigners. All right. Believe it or not, Canada has that. Okay. A person only coming in to buy a quarter acre parcel if they're a foreigner. No. You know what I mean? If they want, if, if, if you want to develop an area and you could partner with a local to do it, yes, but I think we have to um, be bold enough to say we had enough of the foreign us coming in and building villas and developing them. There's enough of that. And only locals would be able to buy land. Okay, now if you have a local develop a project, you can buy into that project like a, like a villa or or whatever else. 
we have to take the boldness of that. And also, uh, my final point will be, we have to ensure that there are business categories, you know, like lawyers, um, real estate agents, and enforce that these categories only for locals. And even, 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 even shops, man. You understand what I'm saying? Let's push our people to develop this island. The island is growing at a rapid point. Rapid. But because anyone can come from Buktimtu or Timbuktu and set up a business, all right, and you know what I mean, maybe halfway get a partner, and the partner don't have to be a, a, a Turks and Caicos Islander. It could be someone from south of us. And, and, you know, we have to stop it. We have to stop people from in, um, investing in our water sports. No more. We don't nobody bring no boat here to do no tour, man. Hey, find a local partner. And when you find that local partner, you can't find that local partner today and tomorrow you all get mad. The business scrap and you go to another local. You got to put the protectionism in to make sure that that person is a partner. And that's my three cents. Uh, thank you very much. Well, brother, when you talk about stores, <laughs> you know what was once those mom-and-pop stores throughout the islands that's gone. And now we see different faces, even in some of the supermarkets. And here in Grand Turk, man, every day I see one strange face from a certain group of people, but I don't want to just plaster it like that, so I can leave it like that. But uh, our policies um, need to be tightened because some of these workers in these places, because they're paid so doggone and cheaply hardly enough. Hardly any TCI won those jobs. Uh, we have a caller. Uh, yeah, go right yeah ahead. Mr. I, I have to call back, all right, because yes. you're correct. I mean, I actually see some of the Sri Lankans <laughs> that are here fighting against us, all right, to stay. They own jobs. You know what I mean? I employ the immigration department to check these job sites, all right? And I employ the traffic department. Uh, and uh, the policing to check the vehicles. I'm a taxi driver. And the jitney business here is going on like as if, um, you know what I mean? Hey, anyone can fly in and just grab a car and go jitney. We can't be that boy that, you know, and have a local, have a local have a blown light bulb on their car, Mr. Hall. They're pulled over. All right? But how you could, while the, while the traffic stop is going on, the jitney driver pulling up in the front of the police and picking up people, man. You know, when we allow... See, crime is a serious thing, you know, because that itself is crime, because it's illegal. When you allow crime to fester, all right, then in turn, it, 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 it spurs out of control. We got to go on these jobs, like I say. When you guys go, I see the Sri Lankan guys, man, and them dudes waking, man. Around all these stores are sunny food. I get to call it. I, I shouldn't call their name. And these other places, man. You think they'll hire any local drivers? Huh? Why? Like I said, boy, I bring these people in here to drive and, and deliver grocery from store to store. And young fellas looking for these jobs. Come on, man. We could do better than that. And all these um, Creoles are running these jet ski organized uh, stuff. And the people who run in the uh, I, I tell customs to go down and look at the people who run in these um, kiteboarding operations. Because as a taxi driver, people bring kites in, but they never take them out. So that means they duck in customs, man. you got to tighten up on it because it's tightened for me. 
All right, and I, 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 me, I love this country. At the end of the day, the only way for this country to to uh, move forward, if when we see mistakes, we bring them forward to the officials, and if the officials don't take it as you being mean and talking about them and say, hey, they noticed something, I don't know, let me check on it. Go on the beach and ask them guys who run them kite boarding operation when they bring their kites in. I could bring a whole operation in all to operate all. Are you paid for these jet skis to operate? Something wrong. I hear you. I hear you. All again, a matter of policing. Someone text me and say, good morning, Mr. Hall. One of the biggest downfall in any country is always corruption. If we are seeking self-determination, we should ensure that we stem corruption from every walk of life. There seems to be a seepage of corruption, especially in our public service, which is quite alarming. Thanks. I always stand by my famous phrase, in any country that doesn't respect and maintain the rule of law can never be a good country. That's pretty sound. Thank you very much. It is easy to say, and many tend to say, in every country you find corruption. That may be a truism, but we have to do our darnest, of course, to to stamp it out um, every walk of life, but in particular the public service. If individuals work there for a salary, if they find they cannot manage it, then go on to something else, but they must not use their positions for corrupt purposes. That is indeed terrible. And while I am not suggesting that all those who have been interdicted are necessarily guilty of an offense, but it's embarrassing ever so often to have that happening to the civil service. Uh, caller, go right ahead. Good morning, Mr. Hall. Mr. Hall, I'm going to say this anyhow. I know some people that are the ones that just read or not. That's their prerogative. But I just say this because, Mr. Hall, the Honorable Michael Messick. Now, he should be commanded because he had the right theory. And starting a financial institution, which you, which you, which you got to call our own, a bank. Now, it didn't materialize for whatever reason was all. Not Michael. I ain't going down that road. No, no, not Michael Mizzick. Washington Mizzick was the brainchild behind Turks and Caicos banking. Michael Mizzick never started a bank. So it was, it was our Honorable Washington Mizzick? Charles Washington Mizzick, yes. Okay, all right. Well, we can, we need, we need to be commanded. I stand to be correct. Now, Mr. Hall, I heard you say this on many occasions. So, what, what is the song we have on our own bank? Bank of the Turks and Caicos Islands, Mr. Hall. And in leadership, in leadership, Mr. Hall, whether it's PDM, PDM, PNP, People's Democratic Alliance, that should part, be part of the agenda. In vision of becoming an independent country, we can have our own institution, Ms. Hall, financial institution. That's well, part of that should be part of the vision. Well, I hear the mm -hmm. I heard the leader of the opposition um, recently spoke about that need and uh, get the impression that he embraces it, and uh, if uh, indeed he is fortunate to lead his party to victory, that uh, some one of the things that he would want to do. And, uh, well, obviously, uh, Charles Washington Mizzick, who was a brainchild for the first one, uh, might have veered off a bit because of the failure of that one, but I know in his heart he would love to see another TCI institution. Wonderful. Wonderful, Mr. Hall. 
That's all. That's all. We we had to keep on talking about these things as well, because these things that you you speak about, and things and things others collectively speak about, it's going to be representative of our children and our grandchildren that we go on into grave. So that's all. I want you to stand tall in your mind. We ain't got to worry about what what who we when times of when we go to the polls and we put the people on face. But when times you speak about the issues, so on. That's going to be represented of the present and future generation. We should all stand tall, shoulder to shoulder, and speak about it. That's all. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I have often stated on this show that we are, as Turks and Caicos Islanders, are so insular in our thinking, so distrustful of one another. That's why up until now, unlike most other countries, we don't have trade union. We don't have credit union. Certainly, we don't have a Turks and Caicos bank. Lil and Gwil and many Eastern Caribbean countries have their own banks. Um, caller, go right ahead. I, I, I just agree with Mr. Kennedy on this again. Michael Mizek started TCI Bank. Not Washington might have been the brainchild, but it was established under Michael Mizek. It was established after 2003. That's when Michael Mizek won the election. Michael Mizek and Honorable Floyd all, who was the Minister of Finance. And DCI Bank started. Washington might have been one of the directors, but it was established under Michael Mizek. I will, I am sure. Well, was, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you why I say this. Yeah, why? There was no TCI Bank under Honorable Taylor. There was no TCI Bank. That is, was came afterwards. All right? And you know Honorable Taylor the man of integrity, there was no TCI bank established when he was when he was there. Yeah. We didn't have TCI bank. TCI bank came afterwards. It was opened up in Butterfield Square under Honorable Michael Miller. I will tell you again, though, that was the work and effort of Charles Washington Mizek. I will take Yeah, I got you. Uh, I'll take okay. Listen, your work, your, 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 that might have been his brainchild, but you got to give the, in, 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 uh, the accreditation to the person who established it. Because there were two times after Charles Washington Mizek, you know, Honorable Derek served, all right? Honorable Derek Taylor, all right? And wasn't established on them. So Washington Mizek was far gone, gone because Honorable Derek Taylor did a lot of work in this town when he was premier too, okay? With the establishment, a lot of stuff on Greece Bay, all right? That they don't get a credit for. But on, at the end of the day, there was no banking, no TCI banking in, in existence under Honorable Derek Taylor. Came under Michael Mizer. All right, thanks much. I'm going to take just a minute break and I'm going to ask um, my technical operator to pull up my final uh, song featuring Smooth T. Uh, we're certainly highlighting a number of our local artists. Uh, they play a very important role in the development of our country and the uh, providing entertainment to our local people as well as our tourists. So often this is an area that's overlooked. So, in our small way, we try to highlight as many of them as we possibly can. So.
number one you say and this person texts me to say good morning mr hall i'm listening and i agree with lloyd skipper stubbs we need to take control of our affairs so sad the jitney drivers don't respect our laws mr hall we have to police these jobs that local turks and caicos islanders can do immigration needs to do their job consistently i agree yes but also i would wish Turks and Caicos Islanders to be the eyes and ears of the various departments. Let um, them become aware of the different places where these persons are illegally operating or are employed. Uh, thanks much for your comment. Um, let me see. I want to get back to another 
comment if I can. And to those persons who may not be feeling well, are in hospital or elsewhere, I do wish you nothing but the best. God bless you. And uh, this person texted me to say, good morning, Honorable Hall. All I have to say is that they don't really care about us, and they are showing it every day. Now, I'm not sure whether you meant the banks, or whether you meant the jitney drivers, or, or whoever. Well, of course, you can uh, clarify. But I want to thank you very much for your comments. Um, well, I, would throw, I threw out the question, whither to Turks and Caicos? And uh, many of you have been responding uh, with regards to the road of independence. As you see it, a number of things need to be done. And so one person, uh, and again supported by others, had suggested that we need to be able to control and police our borders. Another spoke of the importance of having our own financial institution. Now, the person comes back when she talks about uh, they don't care about us or showing it every day, and uh, the person says they're referring to the government. Uh, that is sad if it is your feeling that your government doesn't care about you at all. Um, this person says, thank you so much for the beautiful mention on air this morning. Have a beautiful weekend. All right. Uh, thanks. Oh, gosh. Now, isn't that beautiful? I didn't even realize. I wonder if it is that somebody texted her or indeed if she was listening. If she was, that is beautiful. That's my lovely niece, Claire, somewhere in Texas. Wow. I mentioned having such a delightful conversation. I remember her from a little tot, my sister Alice's daughter. Lovely, lovely, brilliant girl, lover. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I mean, things get around, words get around. So whether she heard it herself or somebody text her, indeed, that was lovely. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. We're coming right down to the end of the show, so if you have a contribution to make, please feel free to do so right now. Of course, we have to cons continue to shore up the country's financials, because let me tell you now, an independent country is going to be a much more expensive country to run. Several years ago, under the late uh, Chief Minister Hughes in Anguilla, with his irritation with the British, he was always advocating independence. And of course, Anguilla is much, much, much smaller uh, than us, and perhaps only about, I think, 16,000, 18,000 people. But anyway, um, they have done quite well for themselves, but he was advocating that. And someone had done a study then, and uh, I, if my memory serves me right, uh, 
uh, they were talking about perhaps $40 million additional to whatever was the cost of running government in Anguilla. No doubt for us it might be even more. Um, I'll get back to that subject. Caller, go right ahead. Agreeing to you, Mr. Hall, and all in the wonderful grace of our great God and King Jesus Christ. Uh, you can say, uh, Skipper really, what Skipper said something that really inspired me to call to say this. Uh, Skipper made reference about uh, putting a hole or something like that. It may, it, it may, not, may not be the, the exact what he said, but made reference about uh, stop selling our land or something like that to foreigners. The, o- the only way that can happen if, if we go independent. And even if we do that, 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 that ain't going to happen. You, you remember one time uh, when the Honorable Stafford Mizek was the minister, uh, Mr. Hall, y'all was trying, or, or, or there were talks about uh, tax and putting tax on land that is owned by foreigners. Uh, and, and the British said, if y'all tax the, foreign, the land, foreigners' land, then you would have to do it to the natives also, too. So that basically put that baby to sleep because y'all would have to uh, tax uh, the local people then too. So I, I was thinking that the other day, we, we should stop, we should put a hold on, on selling our land for next for a good couple of years. But then that ain't going to happen. I mean, our, our politicians too, that ain't, they ain't going to let that happen. That's where most of those guys make their money. Thanks, man, everybody, and have a great weekend. Thank you. But of course, if I may widen the, the scope of that matter, Land sales and transfer accounts for a significant portion of our revenue. And you see, the dynamics of, dynamics of that, you may have one piece of land that earns government revenue five, six different times. It depends on how often that's sold. You see, the real estate business is a lot of speculation. And each time, like, okay, I buy a piece of property somewhere, $40,000, I'm going to sell it for sixty. The next person will sell it for eighty or more. And up and up, up it goes. All right? Now, I can support, I do support the idea, and I have said that quite often, um, as far as residential land, I propose that government puts that into a land bank reserve for Turks and Caicos Islands, the Turks and Caicos Islands only, and backed up by a housing mortgage corporation, so that if a Turks and Caicos Island runs in financial difficulty, the Housing Mortgage Corporation can buy back that land and undeveloped, uh, unfinished development and then have it unsold to another Turks and Caicos Islander. Because if left to the banks, all they're going to do is sell to the highest bidder. But I do not think we are ready at this uh, stage, and I do declare an interest because I have considerable interest in, in um, family estate, and certainly I wouldn't oppose anybody telling me I can't sell any of my land. Uh, caller, go right ahead. Yeah, Mr. Hall. Uh, sorry for interrupting you, but uh, speaking about land, talk, spring talk. Is it really true that the government didn't get any stamp duty from the sale of Delaski? Is that really true? And finally, I, see, I saw you last night where you advertising uh, uh, you selling sheep plot acres on the beach and off the beach in Malacagas. I wish I had enough money to buy a plot of that land. Thanks, man, and bye. <laughs> okay, thanks. I would not use the station to promote my own interests without paying the necessary advertising fee. <laughs> so I will not respond. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, no problem. 
All right. <laughs> but like I said, um, that is a, a very serious matter. There are some families that are fortunate to have large acreages of land, including my own. And um, uh, like I said, I would oppose any government telling me I cannot dispose of some of it. Uh, of course, we will never stupidly get rid of everything. That's a hard one to do in any event. All right. But um, land is our pathway uh, to wealth and if handled properly, can make a whole lot of difference, both for the individuals as well as for the country. Some countries have what you call alien land holding laws, whereby, let's say like in my case, I have a piece of property. I want to sell it. I cannot just sell it to the highest bidder. I would have to get government permission. Uh, some countries do have that. I don't know if it's changed now. Of course, Anguilla isn't as big as, uh, as North Caicos, for that instance. They had that law, and I can understand with them in a way, because they ain't got much land to sell. But a um, very uh, private individual will have to have a license from the government. I don't know if they've changed it, but some years ago that was the case. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in some ways we've veered off the subject a little bit, but this is expressions after all. And in many instances, those of you callers, you did express your opinions. And I want to thank you. Uh, today is Friday, isn't it, R.I.G.? Yes, I think all day until 12 o'clock tonight, eh? <laughs> it is the weekend, and I hope the saying wouldn't be true here as the songs say, it's the weekend we drunk again. For those of you who drink a whole lot, try to have a sober weekend, this one, all right? And put some love in your heart. Love for your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your neighbor. Love for your colleague at the workplace. Have yourselves a lovely day, a healthy lunch, and a great weekend, and then join me again. Let's see. I don't think, sorry. Uh, most of next week, I doubt we'll have a show because of Appropriations Committee uh, and so on. And, of course, down later down middle of the month, there's the budget session coming up. Take care and God bless. Expressions.